You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. From the diamond, to the clubhouse, to the front office, this is the show that feeds the passion for all Twins fans. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Well, good morning, happy Sunday, and welcome to the inaugural edition of Inside Twins here in 2019 as we have seamlessly transitioned from the Hot Stove Show on Wednesdays to Inside Twins on Sundays. You're going to hear a variety of voices on this program throughout the course of the summer. I'll be here. Corey Provis will be here. We'll hear from the likes of Derek Falvey. We'll hear from uh, Thad Levine. We'll hear from Derek Shelton at times. We'll talk about the draft. And, of course, we'll occasionally hear from the manager himself, Rocco Baldelli. Kind enough to join us here in studio. A calm respite from a very busy uh, and chaotic opening weekend for the Minnesota Twins. Chance to win a series today against Cleveland. I want to start, Rocco, with uh, what I thought was probably the coolest moment for me of the opening weekend so far. And that was your first post-game press conference where you walked in, you didn't even take a question, and you went right into your explanation of the golden fungo. And for those of us, or those who couldn't join us on Thursday, didn't get a visual of it, explain exactly why that was such a meaningful thing for you. Well, it was a, it was a kind of a beautiful thing in spring training every day uh, when we would have our, our team meeting. Shelty would lead it, and he would... He would uh, First of all, he had a, this fungo spray painted gold. So, so uh, Rodney uh, spray painted it for us in the clubhouse and, and got it done. Um, and then Shelty would present it every day to the coach of the day, and he would make a little presentation. And a lot of times it would be, you know, funny, but a lot of times it would be to, you know, commend someone who actually did a great job uh, the day before. And and uh, and then every day the person would sign it. And so you would have to carry it around with you all day long. It was kind of a staple of our spring training. And at the end, you look at it and you, you see all these signatures and you have all these memories. And, uh, and after, after our first win, um, Shelty presented it to me in the clubhouse. And uh, it's something that I'll keep forever. It's, it, it's phenomenal. And, and also in my office right now, I have a, a very, very nice picture of Tony Oliva and Rod Carew holding the Golden Fungo. Uh, behind the batting cage down in Fort Myers. So um, just tremendous. Organic, authentic, and something that's truly unique to a very special and unique day. Now, are you historically, would you consider yourself a collector of things? Like, do you have stuff from your first big league game from draft night? Are you a guy who saves stuff? Do you get attached to it? Oh, only only a few things um, do I have set aside, and really I don't have anywhere to put them yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, you know, bags of equipment, and I bet if I went through all of my my old equipment bags that are scattered uh, throughout Rhode Island, and you know, my parents' house and storage units and and things like that, um, I bet I would come across some really cool things. But this is going to be one of those things that that I keep forever, and I. I'll always have it with me. I love the fact that you're a major league manager who still keeps stuff in boxes in his parents' basement. That is Doesn't ins- everyone an inspiration do that? to all of us. Doesn't everyone do that? <laughs> I mean, come on. Exactly the same thing. Uh, on a serious note, so all of the buildup in the offseason, you've been getting peppered, right? Well, you're so young, you've never done it. What's it going to be like? Were there any surprises over the first couple of days standing in that big league dugout? I, I would say 
particular surprises, no. You you do run across things for sure that, um, like anything else, if you've never done something before, sometimes things uh, sneak up on you no matter how many conversations you have, no matter how well you prepare for it. Sometimes um, things do, do come up quickly, but um, you adjust and, and you continue to, to figure them out and, and learn and um, you hope to not make, uh, you know, the same... Uh, you know, look at look at the same things the same ways. Uh, you know, a month from now, a year from now, you you hope you make uh, the right adjustments. But um, you know, the 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 sheer amount of of what is going on and the sheer you know number of um, people that you talk to and and uh, you know have conversations with on a daily basis, it it's uh, it's substantial and something that there's no way to really prepare for. But it's also the the great part of the of the gig. It really is. You know, dealing with the dealing with the people and not even just saying the people in the clubhouse and the, and the players and, and the staff. Um, I mean, I, everyone. And, you know, you deal with all parts of the organization and all parts of the game. And the evolution of those processes, I guess, that's kind of the, the, the journey behind the scenes over the course of a year, right, where you can figure out where to streamline and how to change things to make it better for all involved. And suddenly by the end of August, you got it on cruise control. Yeah, well, <laughs> theoretically, <laughs> that, yeah, theoretically, that's what we're hoping for. Um, you know, the, the people that have done done this job before, you know, you, you do. You know, I, I talk to them and I talk to the uh, the the Tito's and and Kevin Cash and um, Paul Molitor and 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 people that have that have done this. Um, and and they they've learned tricks over time and and they figure out how to do the job. Uh, better and more efficiently and how to treat people better and and how to how to do everything you know as best they can and and they all say you know first year your your head might be uh spinning at certain times and that's okay like that that's it's very very normal um because if you're invested and you love what you're doing you're going to figure it out we've had two great ball games uh one's gone either way great pitching a little chilly yesterday, obviously. You spent a lot of years in that climate control, so a little bit chillier uh, than maybe the last couple of openers for you. But one of the challenges, and I think you and Corey touched on it a bit in the pregame yesterday, you've got a very talented and deep roster, and everybody you want to get everybody some action, but yet at the same time you're trying to keep people fresh because you do have all these crazy off days spliced in. I know your communication is big with those players and stays very, very open but is that maybe the biggest challenge of the first week and a half of the season? Early on, I would say yes. And normally I wouldn't want to give a definitive answer on what is the biggest challenge <laughs> of what's going on because there are obviously there a lot of— There could be one waiting right outside the door. There could. <laughs> as soon as this door opens up, we don't know what's on the other side. Um, but but it is. The, the schedule that we're dealing with um, early on this year is something that we talk about every day. Uh, numerous conversations a day about it. Um, not in a sense that we are— just simply complaining about having an odd or a schedule that has all these off days. It's it's how do we make it work best for us? And when you do look at it the way you've described it, um, we've we've talked about our pitching and and how we're going to you know try to get all five of our starters involved. Um, but also with this kind of schedule, you end up in a situation where you you also want to get your relievers involved in in the game and. Um, you know, get them out there and get them into the swing of things. Uh, that's that's not even talking about the position players. You know, on any given day, we have a, a five-man bench. And when you have these kinds of off days, you also want your regulars to get in a flow where they're getting at-bats and getting going as well. But you want to also sprinkle some of those at-bats um, to your other guys whenever you can. You want to get everyone involved. I don't know if there's a perfect way to do it, uh, but that's something that we're going to continue to to try to to do better with and and to that 
that we're certainly thinking about uh, every day. And there are some lineups. You mentioned the bench. There are some lineups in baseball, and we've had them here at times where you look through and you say, okay, well, those are the guys we would hit for in those situations. But a good problem to have, I look at your lineup you filled out the first couple of days, and there's confidence in every one of those nine guys. Yeah. We have, we have a lineup where you can look up and down at certain spots and say, uh, you know, for instance, we, we, have a, we have a deep rotation of catchers that, that mm-hmm. we can deal with. And um, we can, you know, probably look at certain situations in the game as they come up. Um, and, and we would have options if we wanted to do certain things. Um, but we also have a lot of other guys, like you've mentioned, that are generally going to be regular players for us. They're going to get at bats. Um, whether it's the first inning or the ninth inning of a game, they're going to go up there and hit. And um, it is it is good because you you have confidence in those guys, and they're they are good players. But also, when you do have the five man bench and you're looking for opportunities to get guys involved, um, you know it's not it's not quite like having multiple platoon situations, um, which we've seen many other teams have. You mentioned Terry Francona, and you're opening the season against a division rival and a team you hope to be butting heads with all year long. So these games really matter. I mean, these games are going to be decisive games. You're, you're going against a guy you have a ton of respect for that you played for that I think anybody who's ever been around uh, adores in, in Terry Francona, who's also, oh, by the way, one of the best to ever do this job. How do you stop yourself from managing against what they're doing and just worry about managing what you want to be doing? So I, I think the idea of that has, you know, popped into my head at different times. But one thing that I always kind of fall right back into is I don't have time to worry about what <laughs> anyone else is doing, to be, to be completely fair and honest. Um, you know, if, I, if I'm worrying about uh, what Tito or anyone who we're playing against, what, what they're doing on the other side, um, then I am certainly not paying close enough attention to what we are doing. But, uh, you know, knowing Tito uh, pretty well um, – you know, he, one, he's a great guy to have been around, learned from, watched how he's done things uh, over the years. Um, there's a reason why not only everyone loves him, but also he's been wildly successful at what he does. It's, it's. I say this sometimes, it's not by accident. It's not by accident. He's, he's very good, and I feel very lucky to have been around him. But also the, the Kevin Cashes and Joe Maddens um, and Lou Pinella, the, mm-hmm. these are the people that I've spent time around, and I'll, I'll take some things from all those guys. Yeah, and they're all very different, all very successful, and all very, very different in how they get to that point of success. Rocco Baldelli is our guest. The show is Inside Twins. We're back with more with the Twin Skip- Skipper when we return on your home for Twins Baseball. Our show is Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota, how memories are created and legends are made. We'll be with you every Sunday all season long. A reminder, uh, at the uh, end of this program, we are going to pass the baton to our pregame lineup card. We're going to hear from Ryan Harper. Uh, will he get his uh, first actual big league action today? Who knows? We're not sure how the game's going to unfold. Uh, we'll also hear from Jeremy Zoll with an update on what's going on in the minor leagues as they begin to prepare their season. And then we'll transition right into baseball game three between the Twins and the Tribe. Another great pitching matchup, Carlos Carrasco and Big Mike. Mike Pineda makes his long-awaited Twins debut. And Rocco Baldelli, our guest in studio, how excited are you for Michael Pineda? Here's a guy who has been through a ton, and you have battled through injuries and had to watch from the side as part of your playing career. You know how difficult, how lonely that process can be. He has to just be bursting at the buttons to get out on a big league mound again. Oh, he's ready. <laughs> Believe me. Um, no, that w- when, you, when you deal with uh, 
these sort of things it, it it it's not even about the physical recovery and and getting back it's it's about the uh dealing with the emotional part of it and, and you know there is there is a big frustration when when you can't get out there and do what you love but mike has has put himself in a spot where he's beyond ready to go he he feels great um he's got a big smile on his face every day knowing he's getting closer and closer to getting back out there and and pitching um and and he's ready he's thrown the ball very very well he looks like um basically the exact same guy if not a little bit better than what we had a chance to see him do with the yankees say um and and his time is now. I'm I'm really looking forward to him getting out there. I'm sure he's going to be very satisfied taking the mound, and and we're excited because this is not someone that I'm looking at as saying, you know, this is Mike, but he's coming off of injury. No, this is Mike, and he's healthy and ready to go, and he's ready to pitch. That being said, do you still want to be a little cautious with him early in the year, in particular, and knowing how excited he's going to be, and not want him to just uh, go out there and and go nuts right out of the shoot? You know what? Because he's healthy, there, there's there are no restrictions on on uh, on Pineda right now, and it is. It's 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 very nice to know. You know, we're not sending him out there um, and looking at the situation and how we can get him through it. No, we're going to let him go out there and and pitch. And uh, and and Martin Perez is also available today as well. So um, this is a way that we can we can find a way to uh, you know get Big Mike in there, get Big Mike going, uh, but also get all five of our starters involved in this as early as we can. Like having a second batter's eye when he's out there he is such a large human being and he will be out there and undoubtedly smiling as he gets the ball for the first time in a twins uniform i mentioned that ryan harper is going to join us on our pregame lineup card and obviously what a week and a half stretch for ryan from the time he sat down in your office to his birthday on wednesday to eventually getting into a ball game here at the big league level that has to be one of those fun managerial moments right when you get to tell a guy who's earned it uh, that, that that his just desserts are on the way. It is, and that's that's what this is all about. These are the the, the very special times that that we get to have in the clubhouse and um, in the office. And you know, he, this guy has has continued to do this. Uh, you know, go out there every year, just continue to not just do his job, but do it well. Continue to progress. And like we said, he's he's thirty years old. And he's put himself in a position to to do this and, and be a major league relief pitcher and go out there. And not only is he the, the, the pitcher and has he earned it on that, and I mean, he's just a phenomenal guy that everybody in that clubhouse also pulls for and roots for. And I think every person was uh, exceptionally happy to, to hear the news. Maybe not as happy as him, but um, but exceptionally happy. I think it was close, though. We've got, it, it we're going to hear from some of his teammates as well, and yeah. they might have been as excited for Ryan as Ryan was. Uh, and then when he finally does get on a mound, then he doesn't have to answer any more of those Moonlight Graham questions, which I know he's very excited about. A couple of things from the first uh, couple of days, uh, again, facing a very good club. We saw the four-man outfield against Jose Ramirez. And, again, there's a lot of data. You've got a lot of people studying a lot of things to kind of help you figure out when and how to use those. Does the fact that Marwin Gonzalez is your third baseman at the time make it even easier to say yes when you know that the fourth outfielder isn't just a guy who can catch a ball but is a plus starting outfielder on a championship caliber club? It's it's definitely something that we we talk about. We we talk about all aspects of of all of these decisions that we make. Nothing nothing that goes on and nothing that we do do we just um, you know have one conversation about and or then, one voice or one voice yeah. is right. 
and 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 just simply implement something uh, with our major league team. We talk about it as a group. We talk about it with um, with our front office. We have conversations with them. We talk about it with the players. Um, we weigh everything. We try to look at all factors and 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 everything that goes involved into it. Then we make a decision, and sometimes th- then we change. Uh, you know, we, we we decide that what we were doing maybe we want to uh, amend in some way. Um, but having Marwin in this instance um, definitely allows you to you know it, it's just one less thing that you have to think about uh, because you know how capable he is regardless of where you want to put him on the field. So yes, for sure. Yeah, just that that. Just tilts it a little bit one way or the other, and it alleviates any concerns in that particular area. Through the first couple of games, not a lot of hits for either side, and a lot has to do with that. Jake Odorizzi, Jose Barrios, Trevor Bauer, and Corey Kluber in particular, I think had a lot to do with that. The conditions certainly uh, don't make it ideal for a hitter. You've been a hitter, and you know how important it is to get the first couple of knocks, to get that zero out of the hit column early in a season, and that some guys can tend to press. Having been through it yourself, how as a manager do you communicate with your guys like, hey, no big deal, let's go. It's it's early and you know you're going to get your hits. Well, I, I think you, like anything else, you lead um, by example in this in this way. And uh, regardless of how things go, we're so early in our season. And it's like we've mentioned, it's such an odd schedule and the weather is pretty unique right now, even though we're playing, which we're very happy about. Uh, it's still not the easiest conditions to go out there and hit any pitching, forget about the the caliber that that we're seeing in this series, um, and and so you basically just uh, you you keep patting guys on the back and you keep just sticking with your routine as opposed to trying to change things up and trying to say and do different things um, to inspire guys or to get no the, the, no truthfully you, you stick with what you know. <laughs> And you keep sending guys out there, and and you know that when you trust in your player's ability that the ability shines through. And we always focus on the result, but it's so much as a hitter is about the process. And the at-bats have been... There have been quality at bats that have not resulted in hits over the two days. Yeah, and and uh, you know especially day one we hit several balls very well, um, and and day two I mean we're facing great pitching, yeah. so it is what it is, and and you're going to end up facing these guys, and uh, you're going to end up facing these guys, and all you can do is go out there and like you said have good at bats. We don't we don't really focus. We love results. I mean, of course results we love runs and we love wins <laughs> and we love all of these things, but those things only come from those types of quality at bats that we strive for. The voice of Rocco Baldelli. We've got one final segment with the Twin Skipper on Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Killerbrew Root Beer. Back in a moment on your home for Twins baseball. One final segment here on Inside Twins, but our Sunday is just getting started. The pregame lineup card coming up. We'll hear from Corey and Danny. We'll hear from Jeremy Zoll talking about what's going on in the minor leagues. Ryan Harper joins us as well. And then it's baseball between the Twins and the Tribe. Rocco Baldelli is our guest. One final segment here on Inside Twins before you continue with your busy first day. Uh, Lineup-wise today, you're getting another good one in Carlos Carrasco. He'll come right after you. Uh, What kind of lineup have you crafted up, or is that still a work in progress? No, I'm actually looking at it. As I'm sitting here right now, you can't see it, but I can see it. And uh, we're going to send out a a very similar uh, lineup that we have the first two games. Um, We're going to get... uh, Astadio, La Tortuga involved. La Tortuga's yeah, involved. Yeah, we're going to get him involved. He's going to be hitting in the eight hole today. Well, let's um, leave it a mystery where he plays, and that way people have to stick around to find out which of the nine positions he's going to be at. Good call. We don't have to <laughs> yeah. mention that right now. But overall, <laughs> overall, our lineup is going to look uh, going to look pretty similar to what we were looking at yesterday. Did you get one of those sweet Tortuga shirts that the guys were sporting yesterday? Initially, no, and then we uh, we kind of let it be known that that you know the staff wanted some of these shirts <laughs> too. We actually had them underneath our uh, our. Uh, sweatshirts and coats yesterday uh, 
during the game. But uh, I, th- I think it could be a, a staple. I think we're going to see these things uh, around everywhere. It is a solid look. It yes. is a solid look, no doubt. We've talked a little bit about uh, Pineda going. Uh, it's a rubber match of a series. For all of the new things in baseball, new information to process, that old adage about winning series, that still holds true, doesn't it? It, it does, and, and you don't know what it actually, you know, obviously it's a positive thing. You win, you win more games than, than the other team. But, um, you know, there's a, there's a psychological aspect of it, too, because it's, it's you know, it's, it, you can look at each game one game at a time, and then you realize we play a ton of games. So you look <laughs> at the, you know, instead of looking at just your record as some, um, some, as some sort of motivation, I think it's very nice for... For the for the players and the staff to be able to break the season up um, in their minds and focus on you know a goal and when you can break it up into th- you know nice uh, three game series or four game series and say these this is what we want to do this is our goal this week um, it's helpful it, it it's helpful and it gives you something to aim for couldn't agree more now after the ball game you guys will take off for your first road trip of the year I know. Uh, back in the day when everyone had to load up on a bus or a train and spend hours together, the first road trip could be a, a critical bonding time. Now, you guys have done a lot of that in the spring, but when you get on the road, you're not trying to get your cable hooked up or worrying about where your new furniture is coming from. Is there a sense of let's get it just us, just the crew, uh, away from home, on the road together, and uh, kind of get that first road trip as a as a tightening experience? Yeah, that that's that is real. And and it, this is something that you don't necessarily get a chance to do during the spring or during the first homestand. Um, there are a lot of things going on uh, in, a, in a baseball player or coach's life um, at during those times of the year. But once you get on the road, it gives you an opportunity. One, you know, it sounds simple. You might uh, you, you might actually, you know, relax a little bit for the first time in a while. Um, but also it gives you time to hang out with all the people that you want to spend time with, uh, get a good meal. Um, you know, we have some off days, go walk around. Um, you know, lower lower the pulse a little bit for for a day or an afternoon or an evening, um, and it gives you time to really uh, sp- spend some time with with the guys that you're going to spend time with the whole year. Well said, Rocco. Appreciate it as always. Go get one today. Thanks, Chris. That's Rocco Baldelli. The show is Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Uh, stick around. Join us here across the network. We've got the pregame lineup card coming up next in advance of the Twins and the Tribe on your home for Twins baseball. You have been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.